We are absolutely delighted and excited to be here with another COVID success story with Dr. Karen Lawson. She's going to be sharing what has and hasn't worked for her in regards to marketing and connecting in with new clients during this very stressful time. We know that right now there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of like panic um, about private practice and is this doable and can you do this if you don't take every insurance under the sun and all of that good stuff. So I think it's helpful to hear from therapists um, that are um, bringing in new clients to find out exactly what they are and are not doing um, so that you can kind of ease the stress and ease the panic and find solutions that work for your unique practice. Okay, enough of me pontificating. <laughs> Karen, do you want to um, introduce yourself, your specialty, and where you're located? Yeah, so uh, I'm a licensed psychologist in South Florida. I actually have two offices. My main one is in a town called Plantation, which is just outside of Fort Lauderdale. And then my original location I'm at, um, I'm a little bit less, about one day a week now, but it's where I started, and that's in Miami. Um, my specialties are eating disorders and also helping people with the relocation to South Florida. Um, I find that our area in particular is very transient. People come here for a couple of years and then leave. Um, and so it's hard to build community and make friends. And it's, um, it's, it's a great place to live. And there's also uh, its own unique struggles with it as well. Yeah. Uh, isn't, isn't that true just about everywhere? But I think especially in transient locations, I have lived in those kinds of places in Seattle, Washington. And yeah. I definitely was like, what is happening? What am I doing wrong? Why can't I find that community piece? So yeah. um, it's wonderful. Um, so let's, and then I put your um, website in the comments, but do you want to share that as well? Um, sure. So, I mean, sorry, what do you mean, share it? Website. Um, so Dr. Karen Lawson, D-R. Oh. K-A-R-I-N-L-A-W-S-O-N.com. You meant verbally. Yes. <laughs> it's totally fine because I know I'm terrible at spelling things aloud. And like, I'm like, you spell this aloud all the time. So I, I do much because better wanna, about it than I am. Absolutely. Because um, I want to clarify that it's not doctor the word spelled out. It's just yes. D-R anyway. Yes. But sorry. <laughs> Isn't that funny how, how life works? Okay. So um, digging into this um, process a little bit, I want to um, go over and share. So what did your practice look like before kind of COVID hit, before all of the, you know, life yeah. happened? <laughs> yeah. So, so I was already on a growth trajectory right before COVID. Um, January is always a good month for me, um, a better month than maybe other months. So um, I always expect January to be a bit of a pick-me-up, um, mm. especially from the holidays and from the kind of the end of the year. So that, that was still true for this year, but then it continued to really pick up and pick up and pick up um, throughout the, the rest of the winter and spring. I say winter and it doesn't feel like winter here, so it's hard for me to imagine winter, but yes, through <laughs> February, March, um, and, and even through the COVID stuff, it hasn't slowed down, um, mm. which has been shocking and relieving and um, pretty amazing and reassuring that um, some things that I had in place 
um, were continuing to provide for my business. Mm. And that's the, it's, it's such an interesting thing. When it first happened though, like you didn't really know, right? You didn't know if it was going to continue or not. What right. were kind of your first thoughts when COVID hit in terms of like, what this was actually going to mean for your business yeah so initially of course my mind went where i think everybody else's mind probably went which was how how bad is this going to be for my business how bad of a hit am i going to take um and i had just um agreed in february of course before this was really picking up to take on a larger office in april <laughs> um, because i just got into doing group work and so I wanted a larger office where I could actually hold a group. Mm. And so I was panicking about that because that was um, more money out of uh, the business that, uh, you know, like twice as much yeah. <laughs> I was used to paying. And, um, and so, yeah, there was definitely panic and fear thoughts coming in um, mm -hmm. and worries about what's going to happen. And for those first couple of weeks, I would say a week and a half, um, where things really hit here in South Florida and, and businesses shut down and um, the stay-at-home order was in place, it was stable. So for a week and a half, I didn't have any new calls, but I was so happy that there was just stability yeah. um, on my end. And then after about a week and a half, um, things started picking up again. Mm -hmm. How, for the stay-at-home order, what were some of the strategies you used to transition clients over to telehealth? What was that transition like? Because I know there were also therapists um, who were really kind of panicking about moving over to telehealth and mm -hmm. will anybody actually work with me and all of that. Yeah, yeah. So I had already, <clears throat> excuse me, I had already been doing telehealth with a few clients, um, people who I'd already <clears throat> seen before in person mm -hmm. um, and for one reason or another um, needed to switch over to telehealth either because I had transitioned my office space um, farther north and it wasn't as doable of a drive for them so um, whatever the circumstance there were at least maybe three people so it wasn't brand new to me mm -hmm. um, which I was grateful for because I did see the scramble and the listservs and my email was inundated with people really um, that being a whole new learning curve for them. So I was grateful that it, I didn't have to completely um, learn that in the process. However, the um, platform that I had been using was not usable anymore because it was overloaded. Overrun. Yep. yep. You were on DoxyMe, I'm assuming. I was on DoxyMe. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. uh, the very first telehealth session I had on a Monday morning, right after everything uh, started to shift, we weren't able to connect at all. Um, mm -hmm. So I had simple practice as my EHR and I was like, okay, worth $10 a month <laughs> to, <laughs> to, try, to try this out. And, um, and that's, that's been stable for me ever since. So um, I was, I did already have in my awareness some alternatives, um, but I, I don't think I anticipated that it was wasn't going to going to work right um so yeah so, like i've been using this for years like it will be fine and it didn't occur yeah 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 so um yeah so everybody had a learning curve right <laughs> even the yeah. even the platforms <laughs> yes yeah like, oh gosh this is this is the piece okay yeah. awesome. and i feel like one other thing that w was really helpful for me in transitioning some clients who hadn't had telehealth is that I had 
already been acknowledging that I do telehealth to all new clients. Um, just mm -hmm. as a FYI, if there's ever a situation where you can't make it into the office, but you still want to meet, um, here's, here's something else we can do and use. Um, mm -hmm. So that was already part of my beginning spiel with, with brand new clients. In fact, I remember one client saying, I'm so glad we had already talked about this and that this was already kind of in my awareness. Mm -hmm. um, it made the transition transition easier for her as well. So that yeah. is absolutely powerful as part of that initial consultation. Like, you know, that Kelly and I are super geeks about consultation is something that really prepares people to have a great clinical experience and to help people keep from terminating early and that gives them great outcomes. And here's an example how one little statement yeah. One little line that you did that you thought like, oh, this is just something to help reduce late cancels or, you know, whatever mm -hmm. else, mm -hmm. like actually help people to have consistency in their treatment through this really like stressful time. So I think that's the piece is like, you know, there as therapists, we're fearful about our income and, you know, our way of living. And that's totally normal. But also like we want people to come to therapy because it works and it helps and people really need it right now. It's not mm -hmm. just about preserving our income. It really is about helping people, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah. <sighs> awesome. Okay. So the week and a half mm -hmm. things like stayed static, nobody called. And then the calls started opening up. Mm -hmm. What had you, what did you have in place that allowed your business to, to grow and attract clients before and after COVID? And is there anything that you added or tweaked to because of COVID mm -hmm. to keep the calls coming in? Yeah. So I'll start there actually that, that I didn't do anything during COVID. I was, <laughs> I was in my own adjustment period. Right. And, um, and then also kind of dealing with, you know, some new calls and, and just grappling with all the newness. So I, I'm typically on social media a lot more than I was on COVID, um, especially during that initial period. But even now, I'm, I'm not finding the energy for it as much as I used to. But I had a history of, of being on social media, Instagram, Facebook. Um, and so I, I actually don't feel like I did anything new specifically during COVID. I feel like it was all the things I had in place prior to um, COVID happening. So some of that I think was a little bit of longevity. So I've been in practice for five years mm -hmm. and um, in fact, five years this summer. Um, one, one of the things, and it, and it came from a lot of different directions as far as new calls and, and new appointments. So um, some of it was actually old clients um, wanting mm -hmm. to come back. So that mm -hmm. was a piece of it. Um, some of it was, were new clients who were just finding me through my Google business listing, you know, which is that free listing on Google, but people that I feel like that, that really works for me. I, um, I visit that probably once a quarter and mm -hmm. make sure the information is still accurate. Make sure there aren't any new pictures of the office or, um, you know, just little tweaks to make sure it's kind of fresh and still current. Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of people find me, who are really close to my office. And I mm -hmm. believe it's it's through that. I do have on my intake form a question of how did you find me? And mm -hmm. you know, 
be as specific as you can um, because mm -hmm. I'd like to know what what brought you to me. Mm -hmm. um, so I do gather that information and find that really useful. But I, I had also been working on my SEO for the last couple of years pretty diligently. Mm -hmm. Some of that was through um, the content in my actual website and mm -hmm. some of which I did update on my homepage for COVID. So I did do that fairly quickly mm -hmm. and put on my homepage that I was seeing clients via telehealth and um, that I was available to see clients um, throughout mm -hmm. the state of Florida. Mm -hmm. So clarifying some of those pieces. Mm -hmm. um, but I also um, feel like other pieces that I, I did, such as I, I wrote quite a handful of um, snippets for Help a Reporter Out, Harold. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that that has really boosted my CEO at, at CEO. <laughs> SEO. <laughs> Future thinking. <laughs> uh, you are the CEO of your business. <laughs> That's really. true. So, yes, current thinking. All the acronyms. Um, but the the SEO, um, I, and that's something that I've enjoyed. Um, and it doesn't take me a lot of time. I don't try to overthink it um, or spend a lot of time on it. It's it's more about just kind of sending those out there that I feel like I have something to say. And um, and that has been fun because it's also been national publications like Men's Health, but it's also been local things like the Boca Raton Observer, um, which is just, <laughs> you know a town that's like thirty minutes away from me. Mm -hmm. um, so. So I feel like that, you know, has been, and that's something that you all taught us about in boot camp um, that I had no idea existed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think that it's it's a lot of little things. Um, I think to me, it's also, and this is again why I was attracted to boot camp because you all hold this value, but it's the idea of abundance versus scarcity, and mm -hmm. I feel like when I. I'm in that abundance mindset. I collaborate with people and I build, uh, you know, communities of colleagues. And so what's good for me is good for my, you know, community of mental health providers and health care providers. Actually, I just referred someone to a registered dietitian the other day. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's it's about um, spreading the wealth and helping the community find the right the right fit for them. And um, and I, I, I just love that. I love that it's not all about me and my business, but it's yeah. about serving the people around us and also supporting the businesses of my colleagues. Yeah. Yeah. And that like when we're looking at the client's needs, right, the outcomes being this like wonderful marker, how do I support someone who's like struggling out in the world who's going like, I don't know how to navigate all of this. Like it's a lot. Yeah. And to be able to go like, oh, like you need me and her or you don't need me. You need her or you need him or you need this or like, yeah, I think we're a great fit. Like, let's dig in and do this, whatever that dynamic is. And someone just goes like, oh, thank you. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I couldn't look at another random website, you know, yeah. and just trying to figure out where, where do I make this decision? Because people want to get to movement. Yeah, you know, they want to make want to make change. Um, and that other piece that I think there's a lot of therapists that feel um, almost like a little bit of like guilt right now in terms of, you know, I'm still getting calls, here are the pieces, I'm not doing anything special, I'm not working so hard. Um, and yet, 
right? It's like you talked about, you had a very solid foundation in place. Mm -hmm. You had been working on creating Mm -hmm. um, multiple, there's so much talk about multiple streams of income, Mm -hmm. but no one talks about multiple streams of referrals. Yeah. Like that you had multiple ways for people to find you. Professionals and friends and colleagues over here and website searches and you know seo if they google over here if they're just looking for someone near them that all these different ways that someone could come to the same conclusion and get support and yeah. make that really easy and that you I, you know i've looked i know what your website says like your website is incredibly client-centered um and engaging and just very clear mm-hmm. um on how you help and who you help mm-hmm. um and I think like just being able to um, kind of thank your past self for all the work that you've put in, even right. in times where like, oh, like I'm, I'm pretty full right now, or I don't, maybe I don't need to do this, but having that consistent energy, just mm-hmm. a bit at a time, um, and how that really does pay dividends in your yeah. practice. And I think it's, it's great to have multiple ways to support your business because you do have different energy for different tasks at different points, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't have so much energy for social media right now. I used to, and that's good. And that has still served me, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But maybe now my energy is toward connecting with my colleagues on some Zoom meetings. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, just just knowing that there's lots of different ways that you can work, given what your motivation and interest is at any given time. You know, it's not always drudgery. It's also like, where do I have my energy for today? And what can I, how can I support my business today with that energy? That's awesome. And then um, uh, I realized we hadn't talked to any numbers. How many um, new clients have you gotten over the last four weeks? And then also over the last two weeks? Yeah, so I should have written those down. I know I wrote them down for you a day or so ago. Um, so I'm, I'm pulling from memory, um, but I have gotten seven new clients in the last um, month and mm. three of those in the last two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really impactful. People yeah. really need support right now. Like, yeah. They, they really, really desperately do. Um, yeah. And I'm so glad that you're there for them. Um, for those of you who are um, who are listening as you wrap up, um, please know like we have a free marketing masterclass COVID edition where we take you through like what are things that you can do right now that are really client centered that will help you reach the people that need you. Um, it's there for you. I'll put it in the comments. Um, we did it live just a week and a half ago or something ridiculous. I don't even know. Time is like a little weird right now. Um, and we have it there for you to watch the replays inside of a private community. Um, so you can get some support um, and encouragement there as well. Um, and then of course, um, we have our, we're, we're closed for bootcamp enrollments right now. But if you need something comprehensive to help you create a foundation that will help you through whatever you need help with in the future, um, you can always get on our bootcamp interest list as well. <sighs> All right, and let's see, because I always ask this of boot campers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what would be your like describing what you got a boot camp in a couple of lines? Like, what is your like um, shout out for boot camp since we're here? Yeah, I would say to me, it again, it was an alignment with my values. It it allowed me to 
be authentic and ethical and also business savvy and marrying those those concepts. And I think that a lot of times as clinicians, we don't think we can do that um, or we don't know how to do that. And so mm -hmm. it really laid the foundation for a lot of big picture items like imagining life and my ideal kind of work life and also the, all the nitty gritty small tasks that go along with creating that. So what? There's nitty gritty business tasks yeah. out there? Just a few. <laughs> Just a few hundred, it feels like. Yeah. People get into boot camp, they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I did not I did not sign up for this. I'm not even sure if I've literally been through every single component of boot camp, to be honest. People haven't. <laughs> it's it's there when you need it, if you need it, right? Yeah. You're just Progress, not perfection. That is yeah. our motto. Yeah. So thanks again, Karen, for coming um, and being here and sharing your story. I know it's going to inspire a lot of people and um, keep doing the good work out there. I'm so glad that people are connecting in with you and finding you and that you're there for them. Thanks for having me. It was great to talk to you. You're welcome. Bye, guys.